Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Kinetic Life Podcast, brought to you by Kinetic Renew. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your way to your dreams, your goals, and your success. We'll be fueling that with key information on topics like health, science, tech, and lifestyle, coated with a few laps along the way. In this episode, can artificial intelligence actually read your mind? Yep. Doctors should be more empathetic or at least fake it like artificial intelligence does. Shadow boxing to fight Parkinson's. Hit the Oregon Trail to get your magic mushrooms. Could the Flintstones have had hot sauce? Some fun times with spicy jelly beans. Could they actually send a blender into your brain? Don't worry, they'll send bandages too. Plus, a few helpful tips and tricks to help you on your journey. And now we begin. Here's Michael Chalaboudis and Dr. Mark Hertzberg. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Kinetic Live podcast. I'm your host, Mike Chalaboudis, with my good friend, Dr. Mark Hertzberg. And I'm Dr. Mark Hertzberg, here along with my good buddy, what was your name? <laughs> Who? Michael Chalaboudis. New? How do I know you're real, Mark? And this is uh, not AI talking. I am as unreal as possible, but... Uh, There's a wall in front of me, so I can't even see what you, you know, if you're there or not. Well, there is no difference between me and AI. AI was modeled to deal with people as I do. Well, speaking of, of the amazing benefits that are coming out with AI these days, well, amazing but scary depending on, on the situation, um, apparently they could use AI uh, attached... Wait, before you say that. What do you think I think of this thing you're about to say? Come on. What do you think I'm thinking? Uh, I'm thinking that you're thinking that... If you had AI, you, you would... You would have already known? You would have known what I'm thinking. So it's a new technology using... Uh, what are they? They tested... Functional at, magnetic yeah. resonance imaging. Yeah, use fMRI, which looks at blood oxygen levels in certain areas of the brain to determine brain activity. So they're using this with the help of AI to determine what people are, I guess, the words that they're thinking for those who can't actually speak. More like the message. Mm. The basic idea of this, now, it says that uh, the speed, it, there were other ways they tried to do something like this in the past to read, to see what the brain is doing, but they were a little bit invasive. <clears throat> now, the this, the functional MRI... We don't have to implant nothing in your brain. Uh, but it basically works in 10-second intervals. That's how long it takes to tell that the blood flow, the oxygen uptake into a region of the brain is changing. But the problem with that is you could say about two words per second. Right. So that means it's looking at 20 words. And what they're saying is once the AI program has watched your brain reaction over enough time to different messages... It can actually look at this and get an idea of what kind of message you're saying. They and call this a semantic decoder. So mm -hmm. it's actually determining what you're going to say before it's actually said? No, not exactly. No, it's more like you listen to something being read and it can look at your brain and guess at what you're listening to. So it's not verbatim, it's more of the gist of what you're trying to say. Yeah, it's an interesting link if we give people a link to go to, because they'll show you 
how this was the paragraph people listened to and this was the paragraph the machine predicted. And it kind of has a couple of keywords or ideas in there. But the message, and the, the weird thing is, the messages they used were silly. Meaning, forgetting the fact that what the AI program thought they were thinking, they heard, doesn't make great sense. It made more sense than the actual paragraph they heard. <laughs> so how they picked this, I don't know. But they also said it's like if somebody was, a, uh, of, you know, they had someone volunteering. If they weren't concentrating well or really listening, it didn't work. If they were, you know, antagonistic to the whole idea and process, it didn't work. They need... Basically, if it's going to read the ups and downs of the energy uptake, it's got to be a really clean, pure workshop in your brain for them. That you're just doing nothing but focusing, listening to the words, the meaning of the words being said to you. So this is, you know, I think extremely useful for someone that, say, can't speak anymore, has stroke. I know certain autistic, um, you know, uh, individuals have trouble actually formulating speech, but actually their brain is working perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, it's also the, the the people that did this, forgetting the fact that the program had to watch them for a long time for it to practice, they needed them to practice concentrating. Hmm. So it's it's very crude. I mean, also, if you're really going to start, th you you know, when you're talking, looking at blood flow for 10 seconds, I mean, nobody knows how the brain actually works and forms the thoughts. So it's just trying to guess overall. But that, to me, looks like a very... Uh, it's like having a satellite take pictures of the cloud cover over North America to figure out details of a conversation on the streets of, uh, you know, New York. <laughs> oh, it's that far out. But yes, I mean, look, look, they're making huge advancements from what it was long time ago. Now, if, you know, if you're technically trapped in your body, as they as they put it, uh, the advancements are leading towards at least be able to get some sort of communication out there. Now. What I found really interesting to show how everything comes around is uh, the date of the original article. We have followed up on this a little bit. So, you know, there's a big difference between when we first see something and do a little research, follow up, get to air it, and then it gets shown to the people. But we started on this trek on May 1st. And the article next to it, uh, the, of the first one of these I saw, mentioned that this was the... Uh, anniversary of the day of Gordon Lightfoot's demise. And he's famous for the song, If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts would tell. Just like a paperback novel. So technically, if you were wearing this device... And you were reading a paperback novel, we would have some idea of your thoughts. So it's almost like having a, a stenographer reading out your thoughts while you're having a conversation so we can determine if you're really paying attention or something else is going on. Yeah, it's, uh, we could leave the link to the article because it's not, you know, if someone's interested to see the weird paragraph they read to people and then the version that the brain reading read, all we have to do is now get this AI when they put the... Uh, uh, whatever, if anything, they put on the head to do the magnetic resonance, you have to go my mind to your mind, my thoughts to your thoughts and get the Vulcan mind meld correct. <laughs> That's the next uh, step in development. There you go.
The Kinetic Life Podcast is sponsored by Kinetic Renew. With benefits like anxiety relief that doesn't knock you out, Renew increases energy, focus, and provides brain support. So get on with your day with Renew in liquid or gel caps. Visit KineticLife.com now and try it. That's K-I-N-E-T-I-Q Life.com now. Continuing the investments in, in AI, uh, apparently AI is becoming much more empathetic and much better at teledoc, uh, the telephone nerve, you know, virtual doctor than the actual current doctors. Now they're not going to replace current doctors. You you need them, but you know during COVID, um, when everyone was sort of on lockdown, there was a huge increase in people wanting to do the what they call teledoc or. Uh, I think that actually might be the name of one of the companies, but, um, you know, a virtual doctor's appointment. Um, but for doctors, it became almost overwhelming to be answering all these uh, messages uh, every time they have to refer to the um, individual's chart and history and look up certain information and then messages weren't getting answered. Then there was doctor burnout and uh, um, I would say especially older individual doctors might not be the most tech savvy. So just getting through messages and whatnot is much more difficult for them. So bring on AI. And what do they find, Mark? Well, they, number one, they judged it on two different things, the quality of the response and how the patient felt about the response that this was a, uh, that the the doctor was not a machine. (laughs) (laughs) And they had three medical professionals. I guess they wouldn't know what they were judging, just judging all of the entries. A lot of these answers by doctors and a lot of these answers by, H, you know, a artificial Chat, intelligence. GBT or whatever, something along and those lines. And they found that when it came to the quality of the content of the response, uh, and they rated them like good, very good, acceptable, not so great, blah, blah, blah. The amount that rated good or very good from the chat GPT was 79%, which was uh, 3.6 times higher than for the doctors. Um, 78.5 to 22.1 to be precise. Then it was how empathetic they seemed. And, you know, from very empathetic and empathetic responses... uh, it was 9.8 times higher, though the absolute numbers were lower. Um, 45.1% of the uh, machines seemed empathetic, whereas 4.6% of the doctors seemed empathetic. <laughs> now, Well, there's, you know, a lot of doctors are intelligent but don't have the best bedside manner. <laughs> there's also a lot that goes into it, and we can have a whole discussion one day on... Uh, doctor-patient communication. I once wrote a book on that. But there are also things that when it comes to answers, uh, sometimes, you know, doctors are very nervous about... Most of what doctors do is more based on lawyers than what they want to do. So you say this, it can come to haunt. You say this, it gives the wrong idea. You say this, and the chat GPT may not think that way. Uh, Definitely with the empathy or the delivery... A lot of, you know, one patient turns it against you and doctors talk a certain way to everybody. 
And I had an experience only a couple of weeks ago where a woman just went ballistic because she asked for answers and got unbelievable. You know, I don't like what they did before. We'll do something different. How dare you do something different? And you spent a lot of time explaining things to me. I explained to everyone. How dare you spend that much time making me listen? So you never know how, you know, doctors, uh, you know, you are, you know, they used to say, like, when you have sex with someone, you're having sex with everyone they've ever had sex with. You're also <laughs> communicating with someone who's communicating to a lot of people. And you get very little reward for being better than everyone in communication. But the one time someone decides to bite you because of it is a big deal. So the chat GPT may not care about that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no, well, at the moment with the open uh, source AI, the, the lawyer terminology has has not been built in, but I'm pretty sure if it was a separate company running it just for their own, you know, liability issues, they'll just built in the, the lawyer end of the communication and they'll be just as bad as current doctors. <laughs> Do we have anybody rating how well we dealt with this article? <laughs> <laughs> and now let's now let ChatGTP read that article and talk about it. <laughs> they received a twenty five percent better approval rating than us. <laughs> oh, wait a second! No, no, no. We were within twenty five percent of ChatGTP. <laughs> we're doing good, baby. Couldn't wait for success, so I went ahead without it. Jonathan Winters. A big business starts small. Richard Branson. Work hard in silence. Let your success be your noise. Frank Goshen. Formula for success. Rise early. Work hard. Strike oil. J. Paul Getty. Talent alone won't make you a success. Neither will being in the right place at the right time, unless you're ready. Johnny Carson. When something is important enough, you'll do it even if the odds are not in your favor. Elon Musk. Oh, dun 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 I now want to run up a lot of stairs in Philadelphia. Apparently, boxing, even I believe shadow boxing, which is by yourself, uh, has been is great for uh, Parkinson's. That's what uh, these people are claiming. Uh, I mean, they did a study with a bunch of individuals. I believe, but over were they over sixty? I believe they were all over sixty and either had Parkinson's Early or stage. Parkinson's and it's it's funny it's a great example it's a great article but it's also a great example of a dishonest title mm -hmm. okay in this uh, boxing thing the first rule of fight club is find someone who doesn't hit back because <laughs> it makes it sound like boxing and getting hit in the head and something is good for so Garrett of Parkinson's yeah okay so what it's really saying is uh this guy made an exercise format based on boxing. And boxing, if you don't get hit, is a tremendous form of exercise. In fact, there's another article was in the Science Times uh, in the, you know, 
a little later than this, just talking about boxing as exercise. And again, I remember when, you know, when some video games like Wii, you would sit there and box against the air and you would work up a sweat. I mean, it's tremendous exercise when you do it. And this guy, what it really came down to is this guy made a phenomenal exercise video. It happens to be based on boxing, but a lot of it is aerobic. And the boxing, it gets the motion, but you put a little more power into it than in most aerobic things. But you are, and some of it might involve hitting a bag, but you are not being hit back by anybody. It is exercise. Yeah, you work in that neuromuscular connection, which is what deteriorates during Parkinson. And high-intensity training has showed an abundance of benefits, releasing all different types of growth factors, which I would imagine in some way, shape, or form help build up those neural connections and or reduce the breakdown of what, you know, of the cells that are being killed off during Parkinson's dopamine uh, receptors and neurons. Um, but they just, I believe it was a small group study, and they showed that, you know, there was a... Uh, self-proclaimed improvement, right? Uh, well, I think it was beyond that. They had these people do three hours a week for 15 weeks, and they used something called the UPDRS, the Unified Parkinson's Disease Rating Scale, which deals with brain functions and mood, daily, how well they do daily activities, motor function and motor complications, and they actually had ratings, and there was significant improvement based on this. And uh, if they changed it from this idea that it makes you think people are boxing, and they're just going, it's an incredibly well-designed exercise oh, yeah. a short, uh, based on boxing a Short-term, high-intensity training improves Parkinson's outcome, not, yeah. you know... yeah. Boxing, which makes you think of head trauma, improves Parkinson's outcome. <laughs> right. So I think you separate that into two things. There are some fantastic exercise possible based on boxing, number one. And exercise is good not just for the muscles and the cardiovascular breathing, but also for brain and motor function. No, yeah. Exercise is, is very, your brain, your, your muscles, your bones, if you don't use them, you lose them. As we age, and be staying physically active does wonders in improving our our outcome. It'll knock some sense into you. Mmm. Touche. Okay. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and your intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. Steve Jobs. I knew that if I failed, I would not regret that. But I knew the one thing I might regret is not trying. Jeff Bezos. Limit yourself. Many people limit themselves to what they think they can do. You can go as far as your mind lets you. What you believe, remember, you can achieve. Mary Kay Ash, founder Mary Kay Cosmetics.
one of these days we can go to a Portland Trailblazer game and hear someone call out, Magic Mushrooms, get your Magic Mushrooms here. You might not know you're at the game. Mm. Or you could be sitting in your living room and, and think, think you're, you're at, at the, the, the game. game. But Portland, go figure, has become the first to legalize some use of magic mushrooms and had a psilocybin? Yeah, psilocybin, correct. S- psilocybin. For uh, now, they're doing it in the. This is not like you can now go buy marijuana at your corner store. This is under very uh, clinical licensed people watching you, testing, making sure it's okay and bad things don't happen. But it is now being used. Well, micro, I mean, there's a lot of studies showing like microdosing of uh, psilocybin for, you know, removing. Uh, reducing depression and improving, uh, reducing PTSD and, you know, kind of rewiring the brain. But like I said, you can't have just uh, go to your local mushroom dispensary and pop a couple to watch the game in the afternoon. That wouldn't end well. Mm. You know, but some things can happen. But uh, mushrooms are an amazing group of stuff. Mm, fungi. Oh, well, especially the the magic mushrooms. I'm a fun guy. Once I take a magic mushroom, <laughs> the uh, unless you're having a bad trip. So, but I think as advanced as Oregon is, Australia has gone further in the use of magic mushrooms and uh, psychedelics. It's hard to beat them down under when it comes. Well, that's where mushrooms come from, down under. <laughs> Do I even ask what Australia's regulations are with them right now? I don't, I don't remember the details, but uh, maybe in an upcoming episode we'll delve into that. But uh, they are beyond this, I believe. Well, I mean, look, it's the first step. I mean, there's some clinical basis that I think it could be very useful having these these magic mushrooms. But uh, if this is a the state needs more money and we can make it recreational use uh, and collect taxes on it. Uh, huh. It might be a more harm than, than good to the general public. But well, what do I know? You don't learn to walk by following rules. You learn by doing and falling over. Richard Branson. When you find an idea that you just can't stop thinking about, that's probably a good one to pursue. Josh James. It's not about ideas. It's about making ideas happen. Scott Belsky. The only thing worse than starting something and failing is not starting something. Seth Godin. When I'm old and dying, I plan to look back on my life and say, wow, that was an adventure, not, wow, I sure felt safe. Tom Preston Werner. Mark, we always talk about chili peppers, and I love hot sauce myself. Um, but obviously, you know, peppers affect everyone and every creature differently. Yeah, I believe birds 
become quite euphoric after consuming these spicy peppers. Um, I don't know what reptilians, how they affect, uh, you know, reptiles. Well, they kill insects. Uh, they kill insects, but, yes. And by the way, people can become euphoric also. It's just that they feel the pain, the burn that the birds don't feel. Because it's all acting on nerves. Mm -hmm. But the, the thing is, it's always been thought that all of these, what do they call, caps, capsice, 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 mm -hmm. things with capsaicin in them, which is the chemical in the peppers, that, that causes a drug that, spice that makes you think things are hot. They thought that it evolved, developed in South America 10 to 15 million years ago. Now they've had some findings that it's at least... 50 million years ago, probably and might, more. And it might be North America. And it's probably North America, and it might have been birds that took the seeds down to South America. Now, once you're getting 60 million years ago, it could be that it's only a few million years before that that there were dinosaurs. 66 million years ago is the meteor. So mm. could it be that these things already existed and that the dinosaurs who might not have had the magic mushrooms, we don't know, but if they did, maybe they could have had them in hot sauce. <laughs> I would imagine they're going to have to eat a lot of those peppers, unless they were mm. giant peppers. I don't know if they were megaflora spicy mm. peppers. And again, it, with the, if they were the bird-like dinosaurs, maybe they just got euphoric from the hot sauce. They didn't even need the mushrooms. <laughs> so speaking of hot, you want to have a little fun, Mark? Sure, let's have some fun. Have you ever heard of uh, Bean Boozled? Yes. The uh, Jelly Belly beans that they're all unique flavors, so they sometimes they're disgusting, and you kind of like yeah. spin the wheel. And I was given the hot pepper bean boozled. Oh, okay. Which has everything from jalapeno up to scorpion. Ooh. And I tried just the jalapeno one. It actually tastes like jalapenos and was quite spicy. Spicy the jalapenos aren't all that spicy as far as all this goes. So the bean was spicier than the jalapeno it came Yeah, I, I, I would say so. So I have um, a spread of the of everything in between. Now, would you like to try one? <laughs> sure. Okay, so they're in a bag. Oh, baby. And there's all different colors. Do we know which one is supposed to be? Is the green one jalapeno? The green one's jalapeno. The rest... Okay, so let's start with... <laughs> Jalapeno. And I I have a picture here that's the key. It tastes like jalapeno. And it's got a little more of a quick kick than you would expect. Yeah, that is... I can't remember too many jalapenos with that kick. That's good. So they concentrated them when they made this. A little bit, yeah. Do you like hot? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Which one is next up on the Scoville scale? Well, I would imagine Sriracha is probably the lowest, but there is a Cayenne, which is also probably down there, but then there's Habanero and there's a Carolina Reaper. And Do we know <laughs> which one is which? <laughs> okay, I already had green. I see kind of an almost orange. Uh, orange would be the Habanero. Okay, so that should be a step up from Jalapeno. Um, yeah, a little bit of step up. He's thinking about it. I don't know if it's hit him yet. I could, I could smell, like, the pepper smell from here. Okay, so now this kind of brick-colored red uh, with a it, little dot on it's it. It's a solid red or speckled? Speckled. Okay, well, there's a lightly speckled, which is the Carolina Reaper, and then there's a much more speckled, which is the cayenne. Okay, so 
This one, which is more dark than red, is the cayenne? Yes. That's not even worth tasting, then. It's Cayenne is so low on the scale. Does it taste cayenne-like? You know what? With all the others that have been in my mouth. <laughs> now, by the way, I haven't taken water or anything in between. It's a blend I of heat. taste it. <laughs> <laughs> it's drowned out by its predecessor. Does your mouth feel hot? A little. I got the less speckled red here. That's that, the, my friends, is likely the Reaper. So this is the one that's supposed to kill me. Let's see what happens. Now, the jalapeno was more was spicier than I thought of a regular jalapeno, more concentrated, but I don't know how the rest fare. Well, this is definitely hotter than the other one. But when you say that, like, a California Reaper is supposed to be like 100,000... Carolina. 000, Carolina. Ca 100,000 times spicier than a jalapeno. And I'm going, the jalapeno is spicier than a jalapeno, and the California Reaper probably isn't nearly as spicy as biting into a California Reaper. So it's it's definitely a couple steps spicier than anything before it, but uh, you know I don't think this is what the real California Reaper would do. Oh, I wasn't sure because I know that just, I just tried the one and I was like, oh wow! I now my dentist what... will be very angry at you because my teeth are just stuck with this stuff. Oh, <laughs> well, it's all sugar based. Will eventually kind of fall so apart. Perhaps while you all were evolving from apes, I evolved from dinosaurs. Possible. Or birds. Well, well that... birds evolved from dinosaurs. So, you, so I would imagine it since birds, uh, birds did evolve from dinosaurs, and birds find spicy peppers euphoric. That if dinosaurs did consume them, they might have had similar euphoric-based uh, reaction. Maybe there was like maybe there was spicy peppers the size of you, Mark, that large herbivores were consuming. Well, this was quite a tasty treat. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Did I enjoy it more than you enjoyed it when you had them? Um, I only tried the one. Which I, one? The, the jalapeno? The jalapeno. So you never tried the California. He wanted to see what it was when I had it. Uh, oh, you were the guinea pig. Playing it safe. Well, I, I, you know, I figured it'd be a, a fun a fun switch up and see if uh, if your face melted from it or... Because based on what the jalapeno was, I thought... So the now he's going to go back and say, it's okay, I can try this. Not knowing that when I go into a telephone booth and change into my Kryptonian identity, I'm immune to any sp <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's a little fun, a little switch up. Okay, yeah. moving on from a little snack break. Uh, there were two articles that the fact that they were one after the other, to you know, by sheer chance, uh, while I was looking, you know, searching through articles, came one after the other. And I, it was just amazing. I had to talk about them together. So the first one is nanorobotic scalpel brain cancer, glioblastoma. They have found a way to uh, do what they call a Ginsu blade blender. Super micro goes through the bloodstream. They use magnets to bring these things to, let's say, where the glioblastoma, really tough cancer to deal with in the brain. And when it gets here, they use the magnets to whir it around, and it acts like a blender mushing up the uh, can the tumor. So that's just incredible stuff. The next thing was injectable synthetic blood clot for internal bleeding. They found these two nanoparticles, one that recruits some of the clotting factors. The platelets. Platelets, and other one that acts like some of them, the fibrinogen. And they found when they used these together, they could send them where they want to in the body, and basically what it'll do is if you have internal bleeding, it'll help it clot as if it was an external thing exposed to air. 
And I'm like going, well, if you're going to send a Ginsu knife blender through the body to chop things up, you better send the bandage be in there it. with it. <laughs> the appropriate timing. So it's just a May going, these work great together. Real cool technology from the, the Ginsu blade, as they put it, that's micro-targeting uh, cancer. You know, and forget the just poisoning yourself with uh, chemotherapy. Get to the spot and just chop her up. Yeah, uh, and on the serious side for the Band-Aids, it's also going to be a thing like, uh, I could see a day in the future when an ambulance arrives and they say, this guy may not make it to the hospital with all the internal bleeding and they can just inject something. Clot him up. That'll give him t- at least survive long enough to get into the operating room. This could be a really big deal. Yeah, you know, it's amazing medical technology that we, we see here on, on every show that makes the future seem very bright, but... The question is, how long does it take for this actually get to approved and be out into the general public use and market? Mm. You should just survive so long to have such a nice future. <laughs> well, we, we shall see if it's in my lifetime. Mm. And you know what? I think that that ends the penultimate episode of the first 25 episodes. Penultimate means the next to last. The last is the ultimate. So you'll hear that in sports, like the round before the finals. If they win this penultimate game, they'll go to the finals for the ultimate. We- so you learned something new today, everyone, and knowledge is power. <laughs> By the way, I just had a, a jalapeno one, and it was, you're right, spicier than uh, than you would expect. <laughs> but not killer. No, caught me off guard a bit. Thank you again for another amazing episode. We really appreciate everyone, uh, you know, all the positive feedback. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, tell your friends and family about us. Uh, the more support, the uh, better. And we, were, we look forward to bringing this uh, amazing content to you every other week. Uh, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at podcast at kineticlife.com that's podcast at k-i-n-e-t-i-q life.com I'm your host Mike Shalavudis and and I am Mark Hertzberg until next time adios bye bye the Kinetic Life podcast is sponsored by Kinetic Renew Kinetic Renew is a four round shot of all natural ingredients that deliver some amazing benefits like improved mental clarity, long and short term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti stress and anti anxiety. Here's what people are saying I drink a bottle of Kinetic Renew and I'm in a better mood. It's like waking up on the right side of the bed. <laughs> it's great. My mental focus is clearly better. I do notice that I have better clarity. Definitely improves my my mood for sure. It reduces my stress. Visit kineticlife.com today. Log on now and use promo code POD1 for 30% off. That's 30% off your order when you use promo code POD1. Kineticlife.com. K-I-N-E-T-I-Q life.com. Do it now. You're going to love Kinetic Renew. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Life Podcast. Catch a new show every other Thursday. You'll find us everywhere you can listen to a podcast. And remember, be safe, have fun, and go for your dreams. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. 
All comments, jokes, views, and ideas expressed are those of the hosts or guests and do not represent any company or organizations with whom they may be affiliated. Always make sure to consult your own physician before starting any new diet, supplement, or exercise routine. Oh, and there's one more thing. If you're working on something that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. Steve Jobs.